Hello from the children of planet Earth. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hi, I'm Dr. Amanda Bauer. And I'm Dr. Alan Duffy. We're astronomers. And this season, Cosmic Vertigo is taking things to the extreme. Like realizing there are hundreds and thousands of you who have listened to this podcast? That feeling you get when your head spins from having the opportunity to share your scientific passion with so many? That's what we call Cosmic Vertigo. Five, four, three, two, one. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. End of test. Thanks so much to all of you who got in touch. Throughout this next season, we'll be hearing and answering lots of your cosmic comments and queries, like this one from an anonymous airborne listener. Hi, guys. I'm a fighter pilot in the RAAF and have experienced your style of vertigo many times, flying at 40,000 feet on moonless nights using night vision goggles. The number of stars we see up there with our naked but somewhat amplified eyes and the constant explosions of interstellar rubble smashing the atmosphere is just a spectacular show. Always feels very special. In fact, a little bit spoiled to have that view. Oh, wow. What a cool thing to be able to do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm blown away by that yeah. visual. I've been up on Mauna Kea using those infrared glasses, and that's only 15,000 feet, and it's incredible. You can see the glow of any clouds or the, the full extent of Andromeda. It's just stunning. And I love the reminder that we're constantly being bombarded by dust grains, pieces of interstellar rubble or interplanetary leftovers from the messy business of forming planets. And it is constantly hitting Earth, but it's obviously just too faint for us to see from the surface without the night vision goggles. But yeah, they must be seeing these events, I would imagine, a few times per flight at least. This is a, a constant bombardment, but oh, I got cosmic vertigo. He, he gave me cosmic vertigo. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Amanda and Dr. Alan. I'm Rowan. I'm 10 years old and I really like space. I want to be a satellite designer when I grow up. Cosmic Vertigo is my favourite podcast and I'm excited that you're bringing out a new series. I've listened to all the episodes and I have a few favourite parts. I like the analogy the primordial pancake that you use to explain planet formation. I also think it's cool that people found a planet that's right between two stars, just like Tatooine. I think that Milkshake is the best name for the future supergalaxy. I have a question. Do you know what happened to all Mars's water? Thanks. From Rowan. Oh, Rowan. Thank you for your comments. That's awesome. Yeah. Good luck on your future career. Yeah, I think you're the right person. <laughs> I'm just going to say, oh, satellite designing. How cool. So cool. Uh, also, Milkshake wins. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> love that name. So, so, water on Mars. There's actually still a lot of water on Mars, Rowan. This is active field. And in fact, since we recorded season one and now are recording season two, NASA has just found sheets of water, quite literally glaciers, perhaps as deep as 100 meters and stretching over vast areas. So potentially we could just go up and chisel the water off these glaciers that are protected from evaporating or sublimating, so directly turning into gas, 
by the layers of dust above them. But the water, at least some of it, is still there. But you're quite right. There used to be a lot more. And really, it's thanks to observational astronomers like Amanda that we know perhaps where that water has gone. And that we're going to learn more with the robots that are still roaming around there. I think one of my favorite pieces of evidence are the polar ice caps on both the North and South Poles of Mars that seasonally appear and then disappear again. I think those are great bits of evidence. Well, we know that the water that was on Mars through the dried out riverbeds and that is to say fossilized records of water flowing, that that water has perhaps been locked away deep in Mars's mantle. But we also have seen that the atmosphere of Mars, unprotected from a magnetic field like Earth's, is fully exposed to the solar storms and they actually blast the atmosphere apart. And we have probes in orbit around Mars that have seen that atmosphere come rushing past and essentially being blasted away. So we know that the sun has stolen huge amounts of Mars's water. We know that some of it's frozen and we know that some of it's locked away deep inside of Mars. So there's still some outstanding questions and still lots to be learned, but it will be through satellites that hopefully you develop that we'll learn more and finally answer where did all the water go. Thanks for your question, Rowan. Make sure you come back next week for not one, but two full installments of Cosmic Vertigo Season 2. We're looking at the biggest and the smallest things in the universe. <laughs> <laughs>